Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. It's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian. And we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ. How do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. I want to do so uh, the reason I would I uh, was kind of envisioning this episode was I wanted to talk to people that the, like yourselves who do uh, podcast punk, I guess we can call them punk podcasts, but they're f- specifically focused on, you know, one band mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just deep, deep dives into these one bands. Um, I find it fascinating. Like w- what we do here is we do a deep dive into ska. So I think there's similarities to it, but I also think there's differences to it because I think ska kind of gets viewed as extremely niche, but in, in in actuality, and I think we kind of expose this on a on a regular basis. It's actually not very niche, or at least its tentacles are, you know, vast reaching. Right. And um, you know, like all these all these people you wouldn't expect were fans or used to be in, in ska bands, and uh, it's it's found its way into all these different areas of culture. Um, but what you guys do is you take a single topic, and you go as deep as you possibly can into this one topic. So I, I find it very fascinating and I want to kind of learn more about that. So first we should introduce uh, our three guests one at a time. You can say who you are and uh, you know, what, what your podcast or podcasts are. Um, why don't we start with Greg? Hi, uh, this is Greg. I am half of the team at unscripted moments, a podcast about propaganda and uh, we talk about all things propaganda, which um, is has been an insanely enriching experience for me for the last couple of years. So I'm really glad to be here. Nice. David? Uh, I'm David Anthony. I uh, We finished the podcast. It was called As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Um, and I do another podcast with my buddy Dan uh, every few weeks or once a month or whenever we're mad enough to do it. Um, but yeah, uh, Alkaline Trio was the, was the podcast we did. Nice. And Cheska? Hi, I'm Cheska. I do the On the Impossible Pod uh, Menzingers podcast. We started out by going through all 13 songs on the Impossible Past uh, and are hoping to do some more. Uh, I hate remote recording, so I've been looking to like get back into the studio with some people and talk about the Menzingers a little bit more. But I really like getting in there and getting into like the nitty gritty of the lyrics and the locality. And I don't like, you know, I, I try to talk to normal people since I think that's what a lot of Menzingers fans are, just kind of like blue collar homies who, you know, like cheap beer. And, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Cheska, how come you, you like doing it in person and not remotely? 
um anxiety <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know i'm always convinced that if i if i don't do it in person and see everything in front of me that i um that the conversation's going to be lost and i'll never be able to replicate i don't know i it's mm. it's merely an anxiety thing i did i did um the last episode we did was with neil hillborn who i'm a huge fan of who i found out was a fan of my podcast and i was like how is this a thing um but when he offered to come on you know i I did the remote recording thing and it worked out perfectly fine but the whole time all i could think about was i know i'm only recording my side of this i know it (laughs) but it was fine but we we, it it all worked out Yeah, I we've never done an in-person episode of, of this podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, and so what's funny is um, we, Adam and I were a guest on uh, um, Steve Choi's podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's aired no. yet, but um, but he was very, he's like, you, I want to do this in person. And he, he lives in Santa Rosa. So that's oh, wow. you know, an hour, hour and a half for Adam and I. And so we're like, all right, let's do it. And um, yeah, it was to- totally different experience. Very different. What, yeah. Yeah. What did What did you think, Adam? Compared to like the way we normally do podcasts. Oh, I I hate driving at this point, and I hate doing anything <laughs> outside of of this this format. Like, it's so nice to just be able to like be doing something, and then two minutes later, pop down to my studio and just hit record. Like, yeah, I get that. Um, the idea of doing things in person actually gives me anxiety. Um, <laughs> and makes fair. me, and, and I think that manifests in me being grumpy and kind of mean. And, I get uh, that. But it, it turned out fine. Like, uh, Troy put up, like, had like such a nice vibe. His house is so chill that That's uh, great. it was great. And all the mics were already set up and ready to go when we got there. Love it. Yeah. See, I mean, the whole reason I started doing the Menzingers podcast is because I set up a podcast studio in my recording studio. And I was like, I want to get some practice in so that like, you know, I'm, I'm all the way, like, you know, I went to school for recording and audio and like, I know what I'm doing, but I wanted to get used to like my setup. So I was like, Oh, 13 songs. I could do 13 episodes. That's fucking fine. And, um, and then I just kind of got really used to the vibe of just like having someone over and like recording a conversation for an hour and then talking about basically the same thing for like a lot more time. It was really fun. Yeah. I can, I can see wanting, I mean, if you have everything all set up and ready to go right? and you already have that knowledge, yeah, that that would definitely be the more comfortable way to do it. Right. You know, um, I'm curious about David too. David, didn't you and Tim record a ton of the episodes for Alkaline Trio in person and then switch remote? Yeah, we did. I mean, we, you know, we lived in the same city, so we did a bunch. And then kind of when COVID started, we started doing it remote. And then like Tim moved outside of the city, so we kind of finished it remote. And, you know, I think... For me, I see the benefits to both, but I think our episodes were a lot more short form. You know, we were doing a song, an episode. They were about 30 minutes a piece, some longer. Um, And I think I found it actually better remote because what we would do since, you know, just getting over to the other person's house, getting set up, chatting for a bit, you know, talking, doing an episode. One 30 minute episode would take like two hours out of the day, whereas... So we started like kind of batching them where it's like, all right, we're going to do these two or three songs, do two or three episodes. But by the end of a third episode, we would be a little burned out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it would get a little worse. Whereas for the format of talking about one song, um, I actually think that like kind of benefited us because we could do it week to week, just really focus in on one thing and be like, all right, we're doing it at seven. 
we got on at seven, you know, right. and, you know, maybe had, you know, 10, 15 minutes of like catching up crosstalk, but then just kind of did it. And I think it made our episode sharper. Um, I do think interviews, you know, one, I'm, I'm of two minds. I love doing interviews in person when I can, but I think, you know, just the fact that more people have become comfortable with recording themselves at home on zoom on whatever, uh, actually just really opens up your access to have other people on. And I think that is also kind of a nice part of it is, you know, I think for me, I, the best interviews are always when you are able to kind of lean into whatever the subjects, you know, comfortability is, you know, how comfortable they are either oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in person or digital. Like I think really for me, I try to always do what the guest is going to be most comfortable with, because I think that's going to give you the best interview. Yeah. Um, but for Tim and I, you know, we, we just kind of did our thing and, and we're able to do it back and forth and there's some mishaps here and there, uh, quite famously, but you know, <laughs> it worked for us for the most part. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, um, you know, I, I've been a journalist since 2010 and like, I've, I've always loved when I've got to do not only in-person interviews, but in-person like kind of experiences mm -hmm. where there's stuff happening and you get to talk to people and you get to be part of an experience. That's always been like the most fun for me. Um, so I, I like I, I do have a special spot in my heart for like in-person, but the idea of trying to organize interviews um, in person, like it, it's not even <laughs> I can't even remount. We would not have like 80 percent of these interviews if we had to be in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, why I have 14 episodes and y'all have like five million. <laughs> <laughs> between all of you. <laughs> yeah, the, way so, that, yeah. Greg, the way that the propaganda podcast uh, pumps out shit. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, every episode of theirs is a dissertation that like Dad. makes me humbled by the fact that like that can exist, um, which we could get more into. But like, yeah, I think to your point, Jessica, like I think when you're doing, you know, a, a shorter form thing, almost like treating it like, you know, kind of like a series of a show, I think you can right. do stuff like that where it's like, all right, we have 13 slots. So let's like kind of control it and make sure like everything feels the same, sounds the same, you know? And like, I think there's something to be said for that because obviously remote recording can uh, have its, you know, challenges. Yeah, I keep saying that if I if I don't end up making more episodes, at least I'll be like the op ivy of punk podcasts where I just yeah. have one thing. <laughs> I put it out. Maybe people listen to it for a while and uh, maybe there'll be rumors about my return. I don't know. <laughs> Respect. I like that. <laughs> now, Greg, um, I was I actually me, Cheska and David have all been guests on your podcast. Yeah. Um, when I was a guest on your podcast, I, you, you were very much like you really wanted to <clears throat> have the, the video uh, on Zoom up. Like that's your style. And uh, our style obviously is, is the opposite. We uh, deliberately don't have video. Uh, this is a real nitty gritty podcaster question. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just curious of what people think. Adam and I, um, you know, when we started doing this, like, I don't know, we fiddled around a little bit and we're just like, it's really awesome to not have to think about it's really awesome to um, be remote and not have to think about what your people are looking at you and thinking or having to be aware of how you look on camera. And for me too, I'm just like looking down at my notes. I'm like fiddling with shit. Yeah. Um, like, and I, and I, and I get to feel like I'm just lost in my voice and I'm, and I'm, your voices are all kind of in, in ether and we're all having this conversation and my self-awareness kind of disappears in a weird way. Yeah. Tell me why you like to see people when you're 
on digitally remote? So I definitely have changed my perspective on that over time. I used to really be into that, but um, now I kind of realized what you all were saying about how there's a varying level of comfort for different people. And I realized that by requesting people to come on video, maybe I was... um, creating a less than ideal experience for them if they preferred to not have it on. So for example, like right now I'm not on camera and I'm like kicked back and I'm looking out the window over my like backyard and stuff like that at the moment. And if I had the video on, I would be a lot more engaged with what was going on on the screen. So right now I'm actually kind of, I'm very at peace with this approach And I kind of realized when I had a couple really good no video experiences that I I decided I was going to leave it up to the guests. Um, So what I do now when Mm. I invite people is when I send the link to the to the video or to the to the to the um, interview link, I say to them, come on video if you choose to do so. And if you do, I will then turn on my video as well. So what I do is I put the ball in their court. And if the video comes on, then I turn mine on. And if the video doesn't come on, then I just keep it totally blank like that. So I've actually started to leave it in the in the um, guest's court to choose. And I found that to be a really nice uh, little change of pace for me. My biggest pet peeve when, right. I, when I listen to somebody's podcast is when, especially musicians, when they'll be like, oh, I see you're in your studio. What's that behind you? And then they go, right. oh, oh, that thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a, I got that. A, and it's like, there's so many times where when people are on video, they'll, they'll point out a thing that, and then not explain what it is properly. Right. Mm-hmm. Or put a picture of it on Instagram or something like that. Like you can do that if you're like, oh, go to the Instagram or whatever, if you have for, to see sure. a picture of what we're talking about. But that's like so much extra work as well. Yeah. <laughs> So, so back to my uh, setup, um, do you guys all feel like you're doing something incredibly niche or does it feel like it's, it seems niche, but it's not really because we're talking about deeper issues. What what is your perspective on your topics? I'll start. Um, I mean, it definitely... Thanks for tuning in for this exclusive peek behind the curtain. If you want to hear this whole conversation, head over to our Patreon, the Indefensive Scott Patreon. Listen, for only $5 a month, you'll get to hear this episode and tons of other episodes. You'll be supporting a podcast that you love. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. We'll leave you by saying, Ska now. See that over there?
that over there is the uh, In Defense of Ska Patreon. So head over there and sign up for it, okay? Uh, I'm going to stay here. You keep going. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.